Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 350 for the 13th of Cheshvan in Alipir. What is life? When you think about life, what comes to mind for you? Um, I'll give you guys a moment to think about it. And I'll just think for me, the first things that come up is uh, maybe breathing, animation, right? We know that not only humans live, but actually animals are alive. Uh, Plants are alive to a certain extent as well. So there's sort of like this vitalizing force within all of life that we call life. When we think about our daily lives, what what are what do our daily lives consist of? What do you, when you think about your life, what is going on in your life? What constitutes your life? Most likely you eat, right? You sleep, you go to the bathroom, you go to work, things like that. And of course, if you have some kind of religious connection, like if you have a connection to God, then maybe some of your life also consists in prayer and also consists in trying to connect with your creator. But that's sort of like a portion of your life, most likely, right? But now imagine a life which the entire focus of the life, not only the entire focus, but pretty much the entire life was really orienting, oriented towards connecting with your creator. Imagine what that would be like. So that's something which we can maybe imagine in theory, kind of like on this theoretical level, but it's, it doesn't really, it's, it's not really practical for most of us, nor should it be like God didn't create us. God created us as physical beings, uh, with physical needs. And all of this is intentional. We're meant to be, um, to have these physical cravings and elevate them and all of that. However, there is a subset of the population that God created to kind of have this higher, state of living. This is what we know of as a tzaddik. So we've been speaking about the tzaddik in the past couple of episodes because we've been talking about the idea of the life of the tzaddik and what happens after a tzaddik passes away. The context of this, for to bring you up to speed as a little review, is that this is a letter, the letter that we've been learning, this epistle is a, is a letter of consolation that the ultra-rebbe wrote to his chassidim after the passing of a very famous chassid, Rabbi Menachem Mandel Vitebsk or Menachem Mandel of Hardak. And this letter of consolation, basically the context, the contents of the letter is talks about this, what it is that the tzaddik, this Rav Menachemendel in this case, left over in the world to his chassidim after he passed away. And so the past couple of episodes, we looked at the letter and we kind of, we looked at the first part of the letter, which is somewhat cryptic. It's sort of like the, the main body of, that's the actual letter. And then starting today, we're going to get into the explanation of the letter that the altar ever wrote, where he's going to delve into these concepts a little bit deeper. So one of the ideas that we touched upon so far is this idea that a tzaddik doesn't really pass away fully in the way that uh, that other people do, and that different portions of his souls sort of like orient, go in different places. So the nefesh, the lower lowest part of the tzaddik soul, 
uh, stays actually connected to his body, which is why, as we spoke about, it's a very powerful thing to visit the gravesite of a tzaddik. Then we have the ruach of the soul, which is the middle part portion of the soul. That's connected to the tzaddik's actions and deeds and all of that. And that's the part that we learned is really very much connected and associated with his chassidim and doesn't really fully get, uh, like part of it gets elevated, but part of it stays connected to the chassidim, to his followers down here. And then you have the neshama part of the soul that fully ascends. But as we did mention in the letter, even though it does fully ascend up into the more spiritual realms, uh, through that that ascension, uh, it actually disperses in such a way that it can actually have a more powerful effect on the physical world below. So now, starting from today, we're going to get into a deeper explanation as to how all of this is possible, how this happens. How is it that a tzaddik, what is it about a tzaddik specifically? We know they're a unique human being, but what is it about them specifically that makes it as such that they're, they're, uh, their passing is not the same as a regular person's passing. And what we'll learn about today is that it's because their life is not like a regular person's life. So as I mentioned just before, again, when you think about your life, when you think about a regular person's life, most of their life consists of very physical kind of things. Even if a person is a very refined human being, even if they reach the level of a benoni, let's say, which is like a very, very exceptional level, they still, the core like cravings of the person, like what is it that they like uh, are drawn to? Like what is it, you know, if if somebody walks in with like a really good smelling steak or something like that, are they going to be attracted to that steak and want to eat from that steak? Most likely, yes. I mean, unless they're vegetarian, then, you know, maybe, um, maybe a really good smelling pasta or something is going to do the same thing. But we're drawn, we're naturally drawn as human beings to physical things. Tzaddikim, on the other hand, don't have this. They, their craving, their life, their whole entire being is oriented towards God. So it's a very, very different type of life. And as we'll learn about today, it's a very short portion today, actually, is that we can um, categorize the tzaddik's life into really three main focuses that they have and the fact that the and these three focuses none of those three focuses are physical in nature and so this can give us a little bit of an understanding as to why it is that they don't fully pass away in the way that a regular person does because since their life is never was never really a physical life but it was always oriented and focused in these three areas that are not physical and that are actually very much associated with with the world in with the worlds in plural in a global sense then when they pass they don't really pass away either it's like there's not as much of a division between the, their physical life and their spiritual life because they never really had a physical life in the way that most people do so let's get into the text and see how the altar explains this so the altar explains and he says that uh, he starts off with a citation from the zohar which he had brought up in, uh, the, in yesterday's portion of the Tanya already. So he's citing it again, where it teaches that when a tzaddik passes away, he is found in all the worlds more than during his lifetime. So it's not only what is it that when a tzaddik passes away, he doesn't, it's, it's, he's not fully gone from the world, but in fact, in a certain sense, he's found more in all of the worlds. So what does that mean? Now, this means to be understood, says the Alter Rebbe. So he says, okay, we might be able to understand this in terms of the supernal worlds, right? That uh, maybe he's more present in the supernal worlds because now he passed away, so he's not bound by his physical body anymore. But when we say all the worlds, that includes our world, our physical world. So how is it that the tzaddik is found more here in this physical world than before he was, than before he passed away? 
So the altar rabbi says that we can, we can, uh, this can be explained through, uh, through a teaching that he received, that the altar rabbi received concerning the teaching from the sages that, and this is something he had also mentioned previously in a couple of uh, Tanya portions ago, where it says, that the tzaddik left his life to all the living. So somehow this teaching that the tzaddik left the life to all the living is going to help us understand this idea that uh, that the tzaddik is present, more present in all the worlds, including, including our worlds, after he passes away. So the altar rabbi goes on and he says that it's known. So to understand this, we have to keep in mind that it's known that the life of a tzaddik is not a fleshy life. It's not a life uh, concerning the flesh. But rather, it's a spiritual life, which what does that mean a spiritual life? It consists of three things, emona, faith, yira, awe, and love, ava, right? As it says, um, then the ultra Rebbe brings a citation for each one of these categories. The first one is v'tzadik be'emunato yichyeh, that a tzadik lives by his faith. Then the second citation is v'yirat Hashem l'chaim, the awe of God le- leads to life, um, and then the third one is Rodef Tzedakah V'chesed Yimatzeh Chaim. That's from Mishlei chapter 21, verse 21, which literally translates to mean, he who pursues Tzedakah and Chesed will find life. And uh, and then the altar Rebbe explains, he says Chesed in this case is a reference to love. So basically, so again, there's these three attributes and the altar Rebbe brings proofs for each one of these three attributes that are associated with that tzaddik. Emuna, Yira, and, av- and Ava. So faith, fear and love of God, right? Associated with God. These three things um, are the life of a tzaddik. That's what constitutes the life of a tzaddik. And then the altar concludes and he says that these three attributes are present in every single world to the highest of the levels, each in proportion to the level of each world. And one higher than the other, by way of ila ve'alol, as by way of cause and effect, like in this chain-like reaction, and that's the conclusion here. So basically, just to kind of conclude, basically the idea is that these attributes are spiritual attributes, and they're they're kind of like essential to different worlds, regardless of the world that we're talking about, whether it's the lowest of all worlds or the highest of all worlds. These three attributes are essential to the makeup of the worlds: emuna, yira, and ava. And so, since that's the case, when the when a tzaddik passes away. Since their life consisted of these three attributes and it wasn't physically oriented at all, it was never physical to begin with to like pass away, so to speak, the way other people pass away. It's still very much connected to the world and in a sense, even more spread out in the world as we'll learn, as we'll see. So uh, that's the conclusion for today and we'll continue along these lines tomorrow and I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.